Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Before we start, a correction. We incorrectly included the story of Albert Cashier, whose birth name was Jenny Hodgers, in a series about women who won wars. We have removed the episode from the series and made some corrections to pronoun usage to better identify Cashier consistently based on what we know about how he identified himself. On August 6, 1862, a shy young man from Belvedere, Illinois, signed up to fight for the North in the Civil War. His name was Albert Cashier. His birth name was Jenny Hodgers. Among the boys of the 95th Illinois Infantry, Cashier was the shortest, but among the toughest. During the siege of Vicksburg, a brutal 47-day battle where more than 32,000 Confederates were killed, historians say Cashier was captured while conducting reconnaissance. To escape, he knocked over a guard, wrestled away his gun, and ran, saving his own life and protecting a secret about his identity he'd kept since enlisting. More than 400 women fought as men in the Civil War. How they did it, why they did it, is a story that historians only began unraveling in the last decade or so. The women who went to war, who disguised themselves as men and carried a gun, were overwhelmingly working-class women, immigrant women, poor women, urban women, and yeoman farm girls. That's Deanne Blanton, a military archivist at the National Archives from Jenny's Secret, a podcast episode reported by Linda Paul for the public media website transom.org and for NPR. Blanton is the co-author of a 2002 book called They Fought Like Demons, Women Soldiers in the Civil War. In the book, Blanton traced the background of these extraordinary soldiers and their motivations. Many joined for patriotic reasons, but the women had other, more practical concerns. For one thing, a good-paying job and freedom. They were in the pants and earning more money and spending their money. They seemed to greatly enjoy the freedom that came with being perceived as a man. As for Albert Cashier, his motivations for enlisting are difficult to know. Cashier was born Jenny Hodgers on Christmas Day in 1843 in Ireland. How he wound up in Illinois is still not entirely known. He told almost as many stories about his childhood as his uniform had buttons, including that he was simply a stowaway looking for a better life. Cashier was illiterate, according to Blanton. Before enlisting, he was a farmhand and lived as Albert D.J. Cashier. His co-workers knew him only by his appearance, a strapping, strong Irishman who put in a hard day's work. When the war broke out, Signing up was a cinch. The Union needed bodies, lots of bodies. 
So the mandatory medical exam essentially consisted of checking whether new soldiers had two arms and two feet. In Jenny's secret, a board member from an Illinois historical society read from letters that one of Cashier's tentmates wrote to his wife. It seems that Cashier, nicknamed Chubb, could be a little rough around the edges. He cursed a lot. And let's just say he wasn't a team player on cold nights. Chubb would squeeze in between me and Lyman, never taking his turn on the outside. He and Lyman were soon at sword's point with each other, but a word by me would soon drop the angry talk. Other soldiers knew best not to get on his nerves. He is generous to a fault when all is well, but when anything crosses his path, he is a stinging little devil in human shape. Cashier served three years in the Illinois 95th, surviving unscathed except for a night spent in an infirmary with a nasty bout of diarrhea. Leaving the Army in 1865, Cashier moved back to Illinois, settling in a small town called Sonneman. Cashier held a series of jobs, gravedigger, farmhand, church janitor. For a while, he was the town's street lamplighter. In 1910, Cashier was hit by a car. He broke his leg, and doctors discovered his sex. Hospital officials agreed to keep the information private. While recovering, Cashier began showing signs of dementia, and he was sent to an insane asylum. His condition deteriorated, and the staff discovered his secret, which quickly made its way to newspapers. But that was not the worst indignity he suffered. No, that was when the insane asylum doctors forced Cashier to wear skirts and live in the women's ward. He was so devastated by this, according to the Transom podcast, that he used pins to fashion pant legs from the skirts. One day, he tripped. His injuries were severe, and the resulting infection ultimately killed him. In the end, after fighting as a man and living as a man, Cashier's fellow soldiers buried him as a man with full military honors in his uniform. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Linda Paul for allowing us to use audio from her documentary, Jenny's Secret, that she produced for Transom and NPR. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.